Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Jackson's Stuff Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about common misconceptions. Now, the first one we're going to talk about is that pencils have no lead. Now, you probably already knew this, but trust me, I've met people who have ne- who never knew this. Now, um, first, we're going to start with the Romans. Now, the Romans, they... They loved lead. I mean, they painted their faces with lead makeup. They they had water funneled from the aqueducts into the cities with lead pipes. They drank from lead cups, and they used lead rods as writing utensils. Now, we're going to focus on the whole thing with, with lead writing utensils. Now, um, the whole, that's where the whole thing with lead being in pencils came from. Now, thankfully, it is not lead, because lead has been connected to multiple health problems, and as you probably already knew, lead paint has been banned since the 40s, and uh, multiple health conditions have been connected to leaded gasoline. Now, um, the reason lead, another reason besides like health problems that lead isn't used in pencils is that it's expensive. Um, for hundreds of years, instead of lead, people have used graphite. That graphite is mixed with clay and then formed in small rods wrapped around wood, and that's where we get our pencils from. Now, next, we're going to talk about tomatoes. Now, you've probably heard that tomato is a vegetable. You've probably already heard, you probably heard it's a fruit. Now, that's the whole identity crisis of the tomato. Now, if you ask a scientist, they'll say a tomato is a vegetable. Well, no, they'll, they'll say a tomato is a fruit. If you ask the Supreme Court, they will say a tomato is a vegetable. Now, you're probably wondering, why the heck would the Supreme Court care what a tomato is? I asked the same question. But then, after looking at this article, I found that in 1893, the Supreme Court ruled that the tomato is legally a vegetable. The case reached the high court because of a tax and tariff problem. And now you probably get The government loves its money. (laughs) But anyways... Uh, people paid more taxes for imported vegetables than fruits. The Supreme Court ruled that even though a tomato is, I quote, a fruit of the vine, in the, I quote again, the called lang- common language of the people, it's a bona fide vegetable, end quote. Now, anyways, next, we're going to look at um, the delicious, delicious hamburgers and french fries and crispy vegetables you see on TV. And then wonder why when you went to that fast food place and you bought your hamburger, thinking it was going to look the exact same thing, it was crushed up and mushy. Well, this is where the career of food stylists come in. Basically, there are these people that are kind of like makeup artists, except they work on vegetables. We're going to say about, we're going to talk about how they work on, say, a hamburger. Now... What they'll do is they will stylists will cook burgers so they are just brown enough to look appealing, though not too brown to look burnt. Now, then they will select the exact, exact right bun. They will literally look at a lot of different buns and select them. Then with those like vegetables on them, like the tomatoes and the lettuce, they will literally apply add-on dew. And like just and like, uh, spray on gelatin to make it shine under hot studio lights, and then the sesame seeds are literally glued to the bun. And then also, uh, just so you know, the buns are lined with uh, wax paper to prevent the soggy look. A uh, soggy look. So yeah, never trust TV food, uh, fast food ads. Now next, we're gonna talk about India ink. Which isn't actually from India. It's from China. 
Now, it was the Chinese who actually perfected um, the Indian ink we use today. Now, originally, the ink was used for mixing by mixing soot from pine smoke with lamp oil, and then added gelatin derived from from made from donkeys. Now, these days, Indian ink is made from a from a variety of natural and synthetic materials and is manufactured all around the world. Um, now we're gonna talk about the panda bear, which isn't actually a bear. I bet a couple of you already knew this, but still, it, but yeah, no, a panda may or may not be an actual bear. Opinions vary on the matter. Scientifically, a panda is the member of the carnivora order. This includes uh, dogs, bears, raccoons, weasels, mongooses, hyenas, and cats. That's right, also, dogs and cats are part of the same family. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the panda's ancestors were indeed bears. But there is a disagreement over whether certain types of pandas, so like the red panda, should be bears. Now, some suggest they should be grouped into a whole, grouped in with the raccoon family, or an entirely new panda family, which is the Alirudia, or duh, I don't know, Alirudia. But, uh, yeah, that is it for today. Uh, I hope you're using this knowledge to impress your friends and tell them whenever they're wrong about something. But, anyways, uh, also tell your friends while you're proving them wrong about something. So, listen to this podcast, and maybe they can prove you wrong about something. And then, also, uh, please make a donation. And then, uh, that's it for today. Uh, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.